So just a quick recap, right? If you are like, listen, this can't be that quick because I've never heard any of this on, you can go to uh, listen to previous weeks. I think this is week number three or four. You can listen to previous weeks on YouTube or Spotify or Amazon Music and catch up. But for the sake of posterity, I'm going to give you a quick recap right now. So what's happening here is Jesus is using a parable, uh, which is a fictitious account of something to communicate a long lasting truth. So what he does here is he tells a story of a man, a father who had two sons. And the Bible says that uh, the sons came to him, excuse me, the younger son came to him and said, Father, uh, give me my inheritance now. And his father did not respond uh, how many fathers would be expected to respond at that time. He did not strike him. He did not get, he did not choose violence that day. He said, you know what? I'm going to give my son what he's asking. And he uh, gave his son what he asked for. And the Bible says that his son spent all he had excuse me, he took everything he had and he went to a faraway country uh, and he spent it all. He wasted it all, the Bible says. And then the Bible says that a famine hit and he began to get hungry. So he partnered himself with somebody and he began to work for this person to try to get some money, to get some substance because he was, you know, out of money and hungry and all of that jazz. Uh, and then the Bible says that he comes to himself when he's at his lowest point. And let, let me just pause here and tell you this, right? When you and I find ourselves at rock bottom, when you and I find ourselves between a rock and a hard place, when you and I find ourselves hurting emotionally, hurting mentally, hurting physically, when we find ourselves at the end of that rope, that is not God punishing us. Let me say it again. When we find ourselves where we're like, man, I don't have all the money I need. You know, my, my mental health is going crazy right now. My relationships, people are turning their back on me. That is not a sign that God is punishing us. Often that is an opportunity for us to say, you know what? The truth of the matter is I think that I've been able to do my life by myself, but I am unable to do that. No matter if you've been a good mom or you've been a good dad or you're a good worker or you got a degree or maybe you got two or if you really, really ball and maybe you got three, I don't know, right? But the truth of the matter is when we find ourselves in a dark place, when we find ourselves in a challenging place, it is an opportunity for us to open up our mouths and say, you know what? There is something that you want me to learn here. If you've ever played basketball, organized sports, uh, football, or any kind of organized sports, you understand that there are some lessons that you receive differently when you lose as opposed to when you win, right? When you win, listen, you can't nobody tell me nothing. Come on, little Nas X, can't nobody tell me nothing, right? You, when you win, you know everything, right? When you win, you, you know how it happened. You know, you take all the credit. You take all the responsibility. However, when we take a loss in our lives, that is an opportunity for us to not only reevaluate ourselves, but that is an opportunity for us to reevaluate how we got what we got. How did we end up here, right? If we believe that God is a good God, which I certainly do believe, and I pray that you believe as well, we have to ask ourselves, 
themselves, Lord, what is it that you're trying to teach me in this moment? What opportunity are you giving me to learn something about myself? You're not uh, 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 scolding me. You're not punishing me, but you're giving me an opportunity to see something from a different perspective. And the Bible says that the younger son was in the pig pen. In other words, he, he was Jewish. I've said it before. So he did not mess with pigs of any kind. Okay. He did not eat any of that kind of stuff, but he finds himself in a pig pen. And the Bible says in the middle of the pig pen, he comes to his senses. He says, you know what? I have no business being here. The Bible says he began to hunger He's in the pig pen, and he gets so hungry that he looks at what the pigs are eating, and he thinks about eating that, right? Because when we find ourselves in a low place, in a dark place, we consider doing things that we never thought we would do. We consider uh, 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 adding partnerships that we never would have added. We, we say things that we've never would have said. Stress will pull some things out of you that, that good times do not. Exhaustion will pull some things out of you. See, we think that we are good when we're having a good day, but it is bad days that remind us of how, how much bitterness we still have in our heart. It's bad days that remind us that we have not grown to the degree that we really thought we had, right? It's, 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 it's a, 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 a challenge or it's an opportunity or it's when you think the door is going to be open and the door ends up closed, that shows us how do I really, not, not, I don't learn uh, uh, everything that there is for me to learn about myself on a good day, it's the conflict that helps me to learn, right? It's, it's the fact when I think that I am good, and you know what? I think I'm calm today, and then somebody cuts me off in track of it. Can I still be calm then, right? When you wake up and say, you know what? Today is going to be a great day, and then you get some news that you did not want to get, or some news that you did not expect, and the son finds himself in the middle of that situation, and in the middle of that situation, he says, let me arise and go to my father's house. And in other words, he's in a dark place, but he understands the place he is in right now is not a permanent place. The moment that he's in right now is not a permanent moment. The challenge that he is experiencing right now is not a permanent situation. And that is a message for somebody today. I know that you haven't been, I know that you've been in pain. I know that you've been in frustration. I know you like, what is going on here? I know you, you're screaming like, like, like Janet Jackson and makes me want to scream. You, you, I know chaos is breaking out in different ways, and you're like, what is going on here? What is happening here? Let me tell you that oftentimes when we find ourselves in that place, it's an opportunity for us to say, God, what is happening here? And the Bible says he comes to himself. In other words, he realizes, I do not belong here. Have you ever been in a place that you wanted to go, and then you realized you did not belong there? Okay, you don't got to answer me out loud. It's all right. Have you ever had a friend who said, girl, listen, you got to come to this party. It's on and popping. And you say, oh, yeah, I'm about to get in there and break dance. I'm about to do the robot. I got all my dances ready. And you get in there and they river dancing. You're like, what is going on up in here, right? Or you get into a party and you you like, you know, once you reach, this is not for everybody, but once you reach a certain age, you know, uh, the, the hype club is not really your thing. You know, you want something more. 
more lounge type, more relaxed, right? Have you ever had a friend who's like, girl, man, you got to check this out and you go and check it out and you think it's going to be chill and they in there playing, you know, uh, uh, house music, they in there doing footwork, they in there doing a whole bunch of stuff that just watching it is making your knees hurt. You like, I can't even, oh my goodness, right? And you think, how did I end up in this situation? Let me bring it right to your door. Have you ever started dating somebody and you say, oh man, I can't wait till we get together. And then you actually end up with them and you say, why is it that I fell in love with a social media profile and I met the real person? I said, who are you? Don't say nothing because you might be sitting next to your spouse today and you're like, dang, why are you all up in my bed? Listen, the truth of the matter is every now and then we find ourselves in a situation it's like, what am I doing here? And you say, I've got to get up out of here. I got to get up out of this place. I got to get up out of this house. I got to get up out of this situation. Some of us have done that on our jobs. We say, no, this job is too crazy. I'm about to get up out of here. Either I am leaving voluntarily or I'm about to go off in here and uh, the police are going to get me out. So let me leave voluntarily before I get the boys called on me and I get in trouble and I got to get up out of here. And he says, I have to get up out of here. And he says that. And then he says, I'm going to go back to my father's house. And the Bible says that he's received well from his father. Let me skip over all of this because I've recapped uh, uh this before. And the Bible says when he runs home to his father, that his father is not mad at him. The Bible says when he finally gets home to his father, that his father is not angry with him. His father is not resentful of him. His father has not been waiting on him to come home so he can punish him. His father has says, I've been waiting on you and I've been looking for you. And that is the word of God for some of us today. We have turned our back, not on the true God, but on gods that other people have made us think is the real God. God that says you got to follow this and you got to do this and you got or you got to wear this and you got to talk like this and you got to behave like this and you got to be church on time and you got to go to church twice a day and you got to pray three times a day. If you find yourself in a religion or in a relationship where there are mandates on you, you are not in a relationship, you are in a prison. Get mad at me if you want to. If you find yourself in a relationship and that relationship says you must do, you must do, you must do, you are in the middle of a hostage negotiation and you are the hostage because relationships do not have rules. Relationships have things that they say, how can we work together? How can we come together? How can I get you to reach your best potential. That's how you know when you found the right person. It's not based on how they look. It's not based on all the money they have. It's when you find somebody that says, I want to help you to be all that you can be. I want to help you to be the woman you're designed to be. I want to help you to be the man you're designed to be. I'm willing to put, check this out. This is sacrifice in relationships. I'm get, I am willing to put myself on the back burner so I can lift you up. I'm willing to put what I want now on the back burner so I can help you to reach your goals. And this is the kind of father that the young man had, which is why he knew he could leave. He knew he could leave and come back because when he left, the father showed him love on his way out. The last conversation that the father had with the son was a conversation of love, even though the son was demanding something of his father that he shouldn't have. 
Let me pause here and say we must be careful of last conversations. I know that they disrespected you, but if because they disrespected you, you decide to disrespect them, your disrespect, uh, uh, the way you treat them says more about you than it does them. Let me say it one more time. The way you treat them says more about you than it does them. Just because they disrespect you does not mean you need to disrespect them. Just because they said the wrong thing to you does not mean you need to say the wrong thing to them. Just because they stepped out of pocket does not mean that you should step out of pocket, right? Because everybody isn't following the same rules. Have you ever had a situation, and I'm going to take y'all back, right? You was in high school, and everybody was doing everything they wanted to do, and you started doing what everybody else was doing, and then your mama came up to the school, and she said, what are you doing up in here acting like this? And you said what I said. You said, well, everybody else up in here is acting a fool. And your mama said, but you ain't everybody else. You ain't everybody else. And you know what my mom said. I'm glad she ain't here because she don't want me to say this. What my mom will say is everybody else in here don't get a whooping like you going to get a whooping as soon as we get in this car and I get outside of all these mandated reporters. Okay, everybody else doesn't have to deal with the consequences. What she was saying to me is even though you can be in the same room, there are different expectations. Even though you can be in the same room, everybody has different levels that they are at. And the Bible says that the father loved the son so much that the son knew he could come back and he comes back to his father. And now we find ourselves with the older brother finally here. And you know what? The older brother is like, listen, what is going on here? The older brother finds himself and he hears the partying and the dancing. He hears everybody turning up, okay? And he don't know what is going on. Now, let me ask you this. When was the last time you pulled up to a party? Or when was the last time you pulled up to a get-together? Or when was the last time you came to a place and you heard music and dancing and you weren't happy to be there? I don't know about you, but if I came to my house, okay, and I heard some music, I would be happy. If I came to my house and I saw people dancing, I said, oh, man, I would be happy. But the brother was bitter, right? He was bitter because it wasn't happening for him. And that is a test of our character that we all have to deal with. When you think you deserve something and somebody else gets it for you, can you still celebrate them? When you think that you're the person that deserves to be next in line to get married and you don't even got a boyfriend or girlfriend to get married to and somebody else gets it before you, can you still be happy for them? When you are struggling in school, just trying to push your way and get through and somebody else gets in this expedited program and they get done with the program before you, can you genuinely show love and be happy for them? When some a job, the promotion, is up and you think that you've dotted all your I's and you've crossed all your T's and they jump over you to choose somebody else, can you still appreciate and be happy for them because you understand that the same God that blessed them can you be happy for them because you understand the same God that made a way for them, the same God that opened up a door for them, the same God that promoted them, the same God that blessed them, the same God that is moving things around in their life is the same God that is moving things around in your life. Somebody told me a long time ago, if your neighbor is getting promoted or if your neighbor is getting blessed or if your neighbor is getting married or if your neighbor is getting something else that you think you deserve in 
instead of being salty, you should be celebrating. Because if your neighbor is getting it, it means God is in the neighborhood. God is in the neighborhood. Let me tell you that. God is in the neighborhood. Let me pause here and tell you this. Not only is God in the neighborhood, but God does not need a calendar to do for you what he's going to do in your life. In other words, God does not have to wait until 2022 to give you a fresh start. He says in the middle, it's not even September anymore. What's today? October. He says in October, I can give you a fresh start and a new opportunity in the middle of whatever it is that you are going through. So the Bible says that this uh, older brother hears, they tell him, what's going on here? And the younger brother gets mad and he has lots of bitterness and unforgiveness in his heart. And if you don't remember anything else I say, I want you to remember this because this is the most important thing I'm going to say today. We, you and I, have to be brave enough, bold enough, and mature enough to do this, to love people for who they are and forgive them for who they are not. One more time, you and I have to be brave enough and confident enough and comfortable enough to say, you know what, I will love you for who you are and I will forgive you for who you're not, right? In other words, I will love you for who you are. I don't put my expectations on you. You don't have to do what I want you to do in order for you to love me. If you are doing that, that's not called love. That's called manipulation. I know somebody just broke up just hearing that right there. If you have to do, if I have to do everything you want me to do to be accepted by you, we're not in a relationship. You are manipulating me to do this. But the younger, excuse me, the older brother did not understand that he could not love and accept his brother for who he was because he was so busy holding on to the pain of his own life that he couldn't stand to see somebody else blessed. And that's how it is in our lives. When we feel like somebody else is getting something we deserve, we begin to get bitter. Many of us cannot forgive because we say, well, how can I forgive them for something they did and I haven't even forgiven myself? You and I are not releasing forgiveness to other people because we feel like, why should they be free to live in a li- live a life that where they're forgiven and I still have not been forgiven for my stuff? Can I tell you, if you are a child of God, there is no sin, there is no infraction, there is no mistake that you've made that God is holding over your head. God is not holding your mistakes over your head. So if there is anybody who is holding a mistake over your head, it's you. If there's anybody who is replaying the past, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You replaying the past in your mind of what you should have did and what you should have said and how you could have alleviated this situation. And God is saying, if you would just let go of the past and open up your hand, I will give you something new. I came to set you free today. If you would just let go of the past and the hurt and open up your hand, I might be able to put healing in there. But closed hands can't receive anything. Just like they say closed mouths don't get fed. Closed hands cannot receive anything. So the brother, the older brother was holding on to the brother's past. And he said, you know what? I'm not celebrating because the last time I saw my brother, he was disrespecting my father. And he thought the last time he saw him was the same condition that he was in. And that's what we do sometimes. We look at people and we say, you know what? The last time I saw them, they were in this situation. They had this going on. So listen, I'm going to remember what I knew about them. But can I tell you something? People change. 
Can I tell you, people change. Can I tell you something? God changes the hearts of people. Is there anybody in this room who's not ashamed to clap your hands and say, I'm not everything that I used to be. I used to do some things and I don't do. Some of y'all still do it. You didn't clap. That's all right. I'm not going to judge you for that. But change is important. Progress is important. But we have to understand that change is God's job, not our job. You want to change, son, get a baby and change a diaper. You don't change people, you change diapers. That's free. Take that with you, all right? You and I, it's not our job to change the hearts of men and women. God changes the hearts of men and women. So the Bible says that this brother came to his brother, and he's like, listen, man, excuse, excuse me, came to his father, and he said, why are you celebrating him? He did all these things wrong. He made all these mistakes. He said all these things. He wasted all your money. He was living with prostitutes this whole time. Why are you accepting him back? And what I love about the father is the father did not engage in a dialogue about what the brother had done. He engaged in a dialogue about what the brother was. When people bring up your past and they try to pull you down, that's what people do when they don't have anything new. When, they don't, when, you, when you haven't been making those same mistakes and you've grown, people start pulling out stuff from five years ago and six months ago. And yeah, I remember in high school and yeah, I remember remember when you were there. I'm glad you remember because I don't. I'm glad you know what it is because I don't know what it is. I'm glad you are keeping a record because according to the Bible, all of my sins have been washed away and that record has been set free, not by my goodness, but by the goodness of the almighty God. And the brother brings up his past and the, the older brother brings up the past and the younger brother does not defend himself because when you are in Christ, you understand that I don't always have to defend myself. Oh, man, it is quiet up in here. Let me help you. You don't always have to say your side. You don't always have to explain because the truth of the matter is sometimes you explain and they still act like they didn't hear you. Sometimes you told the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and you find yourself repeating that thing because no matter what you say, they don't want to receive it. Because sometimes people want to hold you to what they knew you to be rather than the person you're growing to be. I, I wish I had a, a, a lace front. I could throw it up and put it back down on my head. Did you hear what I said? There are people that are more comfortable with what you used to be than what you're becoming because at least they know the old messed up you. When they see a new you, when they see good words instead of negative words, when they see joy, they are disgusted because they remember you in depression and they liked you in depression because when you were depressed, you needed them. When you were in sadness, they needed them. When you were getting wasted, chocolate wasted, and all kinds of wasted every other weekend, they felt like I've got somebody who is in the middle of bitterness with me. So they say, I don't want to embrace the new you because the new you reminds me of everything that I'm not. The developed you reminds me of everything that I am not. And the good news for them is the good news for all of us. 
you don't have to be mad at me because I've moved on. You don't have to be mad at me because I'm not bitter anymore. You don't have to be mad at me because I did a lot of wrong. And just like I was forgiven, you can be forgiven. Just like I picked up my stuff and I moved on, you can move on. Just like I've been transformed, you can be transformed. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. So when you and I release ourselves to Jesus Christ, what we're saying is, Lord, I believe that there is more to this life than what I currently have. When we release ourselves to God, we say, you know what? I'm happy, but I believe there's more joy in this life for me. We're saying, I believe that I know something, but there's more for me to know. And the father defended the son, even through the slander of his own brother. The father defended him because he said, he's still my son. There's nothing that he said that disqualifies him for my sonship. There's nothing that he did. He is still my son. You are still a child of God. No matter what you've done, no matter what you said, no matter what was done to you, no matter what was said to you, you are still a child of God. And you can come home. You can say, you know what? I I feel out of place in this world. That's okay. You can come home. I feel at odds in this world. That's okay. You can come home because the father said, one of the reasons why we throw in a party, son, is because this ain't your house. So you don't get to decide who's accepted up in here. This ain't your house. So you don't get to decide when the party is thrown. This ain't your crib. So you don't get to decide who we celebrate. And God is saying the same thing to many of us, uh, uh, many of the people in our past or in our lives who try to pull us back to what we used to do. You can't pull me back because I'm not yours for you to pull me back into. You can't pull me into that trap because I no longer give you that power and that influence over me. And guess what? Even sometimes when we feel the need to defend ourselves, God, the father is going to do for us what he did for his brother. The younger brother never came back and said, hold on, you got me bent. You got me twisted. Let me tell you what I've been through and let me tell you where I am now because the father knew what he had been through and he said, "My, your brother has been through enough so this battle he's not going to fight. I'm going to fight for him. Can I tell you, before the week is over, there are some battles God is getting ready to fight for you. You can put the knife away because God going to fight a battle for you. You can put your what's the nunchucks, come on, away, Leonardo, whichever turtle had the nunchucks, because God's getting ready to fight you. In the hood I grew up in, you had these girls. I'm going to date myself. Some of y'all don't know nothing about this. They walk around with razors in their mouth because they was ready to brawl. You can take the razor out your mouth that's been cutting your cheek because God is getting ready to fight you. You can take the sneakers out your trunk. Because God is getting ready to fight a battle for you. You can drop the self-defense classes because God is getting ready to fight a battle for you. My wife is waving this flashlight, which lets me know it's time. I want to pray, and then the singers are going to come up. I want to pray that you would come home to be uh, where you're supposed to be and be everything that God has called you to be. And allow the past to stay behind and you receive the newness, right? If you need a new start, you're in the right place today. If you're looking for a fresh start, you're in the right place. You don't have to wait till 2021 to get a new start. God says, I can give it to you right now. All you have to do is come home. I want to pray, and then the praise team uh, can come. Matter of fact, you guys can come while I'm praying.
Lord, I'm thankful for you today that you've blessed us to be in uh, this building, this house one more time. I pray, God, that those that have been listening and they say, I'm, I'm feeling that. I know what he's talking about. I pray, God, that you would cause them to come back home to you, that they would know that their home is, is it's not an address, but it's, it's being at rest in you, not having to defend themselves, not having to protect themselves, but to know that you're a defender for them. You're a protector for them. You will look out for them just like a good father does. Bless them today. Bless them to know you. Bless them to praise you. Bless them to honor you. And bless them to experience you today in brand new ways. In Jesus' name, I pray. Can you do me a favor? Can you put your hands together one more time?